All right, thank y'all for um, watching the program. I have a special guest. His name is Elliot Eddie. He is the entrepreneur, uh, board game inventor by EE e. Speaks. And um, DL Hoogley had also mentioned his name. He's also been on uh, blacknews.com. Um, this guy invented yeah. a board game that's very, very uh, good for the family and kids to learn um, how to start and create your own business. But first thing first, I want uh, Mr. Elliot um, to tell a little bit about himself and a um, little bit about himself and how he got started into uh, becoming a businessman. Absolutely. First, let me say it's a pleasure to be here with you, brother. Um, Andrew Love on the show. I appreciate you reaching out and, and being a, getting a chance to speak with you. So my name is Elliot Eddy. I'm originally from the Bronx, South Bronx, 167th and College Avenue. Uh, I grew up just like any other kids, playing outside, playing skelsies, uh, playing, you know, back then we were entrepreneurs then because, you know, if you had a belt or if you had a soda can, you had about 15 games that you could come up with to play. Uh, myself, I grew up, I went to uh, high school in the Bronx. I was lucky. Uh, I played basketball in high school for Theodore Roosevelt, and I was lucky because one day a college scout came out and he asked me if I wanted to go play college ball. Before that, I had no idea. You know, I had no plans to play college ball. I didn't know what I was going to do after high school. He came and asked me that, so I ended up going to college. Uh, learned a lot of stuff. Since I've, been, since I've been out of college, I graduated from Hamilton College, came back, and I had jobs. One job after another, one job after another. And what I found was um, that the type of jobs that I was getting was mostly labor jobs, you know, things that I had to do with my hand. Now, I'm six foot four, about 275 pounds. So I'm a big guy. So every time somebody looked at me, they saw a laborer. You know, they saw someone that can move things from one place to another. And me, myself, I thought that I had, there was more to me than just that. You know, I wanted to be paid based on what I can do in my mind. I had, a, I had a very good mind. I had a, a, a lot of ways that I could solve problems. I could, you know, come up with new solutions. I could create things. So I wanted to do something that I would be able to use my mind and also get paid based on what I brought to the table, not just what somebody said. So from there, I started doing a lot of entrepreneur ventures. Oh my goodness. I've done, uh, I've probably done at least a hundred. I've sold magazines. I've sold Kirby vacuums. I've sold, you know, I've sold uh, airtime on AM stations. I've, I've tried to, you know, I've tried to do so many, so many different things. And every time I learned something, but you know, a lot of those things weren't successful. And I heard from a businessman one day that says, you really have to have a hundred businesses before you hit on that one that actually takes you somewhere. So I just kept trying. Every time I saw something out there that I thought that I would be good at, I thought I would enjoy, I would try it out. I would get the information, I would read up and do my research and keep trying. So um, entrepreneurship doesn't really come, Yeah, I wouldn't say it comes natural to me, but I am naturally curious and I am naturally confident. So I feel that if there's something out there that I wanna do that's going, that I think is gonna provide a better life for me and give me a chance to express myself, I'm going to go after it. And that's how this game came about. I was doing something and it, and it occurred to me that there was, there was something that was needed in this world, which was access to entrepreneur uh, mindset, to an entrepreneur mindset and the informations and skills that you get in it. So um, that's what started me to come up with this game. Wow. That's, wow. that's, that's pretty interesting. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll try to make sure. Yeah, I thought I heard it, uh, something come on, but yeah, um, that's pretty interesting how you uh, came up with this, um, how you went to business and stuff. So, um, 
for like you said, um, you know, like when people saw you and they see you as a laborer, um, how did uh, you know? How did they um, make you feel? Because I know a lot of black people, you know, or black people in general feel that uh, they are being stereotyped um, in you know in um, in life. So how did uh, what came across your mind when when people uh, say stuff like that? What in your opinion about black people? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so much more to us as individual, to every single individual, but there's so much more to us. You know, for me, it was, you know, one of those things that it was one of those thoughts that came to my mind, like, here we go again, you know, yeah, can I move this block from one side of the room to the other? Or can I, you know, fill this truck up with all of these things? And every time that would happen, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do now, don't get me wrong. When it's time to move those blocks, you got to move those blocks if the bills are due. Um, but I always knew that there was something more. You know, I always knew that I could conceptualize and I could figure out how to best do things. So I would go on and, and keep trying to, you know, keep trying to be creative on the job. But, you know, those type of jobs uh, don't really lend much to creativity. They just, you know, do what I say, how I say it, when I say it. Um, so for me, it wasn't really a good feeling. I always knew that there was more to me. There was more to my mind, especially. And that I was going to give myself, I was going to give myself a chance to express that. Sooner or later, I was going to give myself to give myself a chance to express that. All right, that's great. That's great. That's 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 good information. So okay. So anyway, um, as far as you um, um, creating your um board game, um, how did you go about getting it done? The creativity of the board game. Okay. Uh, well, here's how the idea came up. I was doing a. Uh, a series of workshops, a series of entrepreneur workshops for the young people in Richmond, Virginia through the public, Richmond Public Library. So I would hold maybe a four week class uh, and every day I would have, you know, maybe 20, 20 to 25 young people anywhere between the ages of eight. And I think the oldest was about 17. And they would come and it would be about a two hour work, two to four hour workshop. And I would give them information. So this one particular time, I had this young man inside my class, inside my workshop. He was 14 years old and he knew how to fix bikes. Great. Um, so we're going around the room and I asked the young man, I said, well, uh, what type of business would you like to open? And he said, I can't open a business. You have to be special to open a business and I'm not special. And at that moment, it broke my heart. You know, first of all, he didn't realize that he already had a business and he had been doing a business. He was, you know, he fixed bikes. And I tried to explain to him that was one of the great type of businesses because there's very little overhead. You already have your tools. All you need is a bike. You know, so I, I went through that with him. Uh, but then I went back and I spoke with my wife and I was thinking, you know, it's, it's a terrible situation when someone that is 14 years old has already counted themselves out from achieving you know, a goal like that or, or being able to use what they have, their own skills and their own set, of, uh, own set of talents to create a path for themselves. And I thought it was terrible. And then I started thinking about all the other young boys and girls that just don't have someone around them that is actually either doing entrepreneurship or, or encouraging them to find their skills and that that could be a road for them. So I was trying to figure out what can I do? You know, the, the classes were four weeks long. I could only do 20 kids in a class, but there are millions of kids around the world. So I started thinking about what I did when I was growing up. We loved playing board games back in the day. These are the end of the 70s, the 80s. We played board games. Everybody got together and you would play games. Sorry, Clue, Monopoly, all of these board games. Uh, games like Monopoly, which taught you 
which taught you some some good lessons. You know, it taught you addition. It taught you to pay attention. It taught you to make some some decisions. Uh, so I said, well, why not do a board game? Why not go back to that old school way where you can create a board game and you would have children and adults sitting down, interacting with each other, but the subject matter would be entrepreneurship. So I started trying to figure out how would that work? What would that look like? So I came up with the idea of a, being a roll and move, just roll the dice and move around. And then I created a couple of decks because with entrepreneurship, thing is you never know what's going to happen you have to react an entrepreneur is someone that solves problems you create worlds you solve problems um, so i had to figure out a way to create problems for people to solve just like you would do in the real world now monopoly i love monopoly growing up i was great at it i don't think i've ever lost a game in my life never uh and i think that's the that's the rolling record but here was the thing you know monopoly is built as a real estate trading game. So now because of Monopoly, I wanted to get into real estate. I love real estate. I wanted to get into real estate when I was older, but Monopoly didn't teach me how to do real estate. Now it taught me some good lessons on how to add, how to subtract, how to you know how to get these properties and how to plan and, and try to negotiate to get properties, but it never taught me how to actually go out and live a life as a real estate investor. That's something I had to go out on my own. So it was great. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to give a game that not only would be fun, but would actually teach you the skills, teach you the thought patterns and the thought processes that entrepreneurs have to go with, have to deal with every single day to bring more value to the game. So you can have fun, but you're going to grow and you're going to learn these lessons as a matter of fact, you know, as you're playing. Oh, that's interesting. So, if I'm mistaken, did you? Um, I see that you did a um, a Kickstarter as well. You did a Kickstarter to start your program off. I mean, to start your fund to invent the game. How did how did it turn out? <laughs> well, I did two. The first one was horrible. <laughs> I put it up the first time. Told everybody that I knew, I'm on Kickstarter, the game is going to come out and the game is wonderful. Told them all, everybody said, yes, we got your back. We're going to support you. Put it up, ask for, I think I asked for $20,000. Uh, after a month and a half, I think I reached about $1,010. So I failed miserably. And here's the thing, most people would stop right there. You know, because it's hard to put yourself out there and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing. I need your support. And then everybody that sees you sees the fail, you know, sees that it did not work out. So but instead of instead of, you know, tucking tail and running, um, I tried to figure out another way to go back at it again. Went back up on Kickstarter the second time, uh, made a couple of changes, asked for 10,000 this time. And. I think uh, Kickstarter ended at almost 25000 So the second time, it actually worked out. What was the changes, Kat? So how do you do that? Yeah, uh, I, talked to some, I talked to some people who uh, I met some people that were really interested in the game and really interested in investing. I took the number, instead of asking for the 20000 I went lower to about half of that to the ten, so that people could see that this can really happen. And then I was able to get the uh, bids over. Uh, and, you know, really, I was blessed, man. A lot of people came out and really supported the people. And the second time, uh, I really dealt with people I didn't know. <laughs> the first time, I did it with people I knew. And then the second time, I, I did it with people I didn't know. And 
that seem to work. Yeah, it, that, that's the strange. That's how it is most of the time. The people say, oh, I got your back. It's cutting a lot of slack. And I don't I mean, it's a strange. It's, 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 it's strange like that, but it's, it's a blessing because strangers, be amazed how your blessings come. You don't necessarily come <laughs> where you expect it to come. It, yeah. it comes, though, but not where you expect it to come sometimes. You know, just expect it. But, yeah, I'm I'm glad you invented the game as well. And um, you also have a uh, a commercial that um, – I think I liked, and I think I'm going to go ahead and show it to the people. Um, see if this is commercial. I'm going to go ahead and let people get ready to see the commercial that um, that was done. And um, so I hope you get ready. Y'all get ready to see it. And I thought it was a pretty good commercial as well. Thank and, you. Um, hold on. Uh, i Gary share it now. So here we go. Finger is share the commercial. And you will be able to see it, and all the other people will be able to see it as well who's watching this program. So you ready? And here we go uh, with the board game. So you may learn a lot in school, but one of the subjects that you've never been taught is entrepreneurship, how to create and build a successful business of your own. Bringing fun to teaching successful entrepreneurship is The Entrepreneur Game by EE Speaks, Game night will never be the same. This classic style board game was created for players ages 12 and up. The goal is to teach players how to create their own business and build a better life in the comfort of your home. With two to six players, you can start your journey around the game board. You are CEO of your own home-based or brick and mortar business and your objective to grow your business into an empire through marketing, branding, investing, and negotiating deals, all while avoiding bankruptcy. Become a millionaire and you are crowned mogul of the game. But let's not forget, this is a game. It's ridiculously fun, and it'll have all members of the family vying to have the best business and come out on top. No two games are ever alike, so you can continuously play to sharpen your skills and practice concepts like investing, marketing, and creating steady growth. The Entrepreneur Game by EE Speaks is bound to be the next staple for your game nights. Learn how you can get your own board by heading to entrepreneurboardgame.com today. All right, that's pretty good. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate no that. I thought it was a very good commercial. Um, very good. And um, man, it's like how many so ever since the board game been out, I know DL Hoogley mentioned your name as well. Um, have you ever reached yeah, out to was, you? Well, that was a big he hasn't reached out to me personally, man, but he uh he put it up on his he put it up on his um site, the GED corner. Uh, and he has some really nice things to say. And actually because he posted it up, a lot more people uh, we're able to see it. A lot more people picked up. So, I, you know, I've gotten a lot of a lot of love since he's done that. It was, it was great of him to do that, too. Well, shout out to D.L. Hoogley. He probably never sees the program. I don't know. My channel's not all that big. Yes, sir. He gonna but <laughs> yeah, shout him out. Yes, sir. Thank you, D.L. Hoogley, man. I appreciate you very much for what you did. You didn't have to do it, but you did, man. And that's love. Yes, sir. Now, the thing about uh, the best, the best advertisement is word of mouth. It really is. It's not commercial necessarily the word of mouth. It's people who have experienced it say, man, this is this is good, this is great. Those are the people you believe because they're not getting paid to say it's good. They're not, you know, those people getting paid to say it's good, well, they're going to say it's good because they're getting paid. You must like yeah, to yeah. trust people, like everyday people who say, man, that's good, it ain't. You know, uh, people's personal opinion and experiences pretty much persuade people to buy things more than any other thing than advertisements. But like, let's face most advertisements today, not yours, but you know, like you see a lot of commercials on TV. 
And it's pretty much like watching a a comedy skit on most commercials today. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and that, that and that's awesome that uh you came up to board game and um how many have sold so far if you don't mind me asking? Well, altogether, a little bit under a thousand. We have and we have them in nine different countries now. Yeah, yeah, that was surprising. All in English, man. But yeah, they they've been showing some love overseas too. A lot in Canada, a lot in the UK, uh, Grenada, West Indies, um, uh, some in South, few in South America. We got a number in Africa, a uh, few other countries out there. But yeah, uh, Australia. Um, a lot of people have been showing some love to the entrepreneur game. You know, it's it's different. You know, this is right now. There's an air um, in our country and in our world where people are realizing that you really need to have some entrepreneurial skills for yourself. You know, companies are not as loyal as they used to be. You know, used to be able to go along and the whole thing was, yeah, I need to go get a good job, something with benefits and a pension. Well, you know, it's, it's not like that anymore. You know, there's no pensions anymore. There are no, there's no loyalty. They'll take you in today and then fire you tomorrow to try to hire someone younger at half your price. So, you know, but anyway, the bills keep coming, you know, everything keeps going up. So, you know, as I have a tax preparation business and what I tell all my clients is, you know, you really need to have a side hustle of some sort. You know, you need to have something on the side, whether I don't care if it's counseling, I don't care if it's uh, maybe selling product, I don't, you know, whatever it is, you know, have something else so that if the unthinkable happens, you're not all the way destitute. You know, you still have a road that you can that you can work on until you get back to wherever you want to be. Yes, that's great. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to do that now because so much going on in life, people have to uh, depend on something. Um, and um, like, unfortunately, like a lot of people waiting to to be discovered. And um, unfortunately, like you, you discover yourself. Self-discovery. <laughs> you, you, today, you got to have self-discovery. Uh, waiting yes. on somebody else to say you're good enough is not good enough because you're depending on their opinion, you depend on their of them to make you successful. I mean, don't get me wrong, we all work together as a whole to make each other successful. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I believe in yourself that your idea is good enough to uh to market and to make money. And you know, like and no and for instance, like most uh no mainly, you know, you know, for black people mainly in this country, you know, we you know uh seem to be far behind and you do have to work a lot harder and like you did to get the project going. And a lot of people were probably giving up. Uh, mainly, you know, um, people of color, like black people probably giving up, like you said, with the Kickstarter thing because of their, um, their self-esteem and far as uh, thinking they're good enough to have their own business and be creative. And um, and so far, things of that nature. So when I saw you, I, I really brought you on the program so people can have hope, life, no matter what color, but maybe black people, but other people as well, they, you know, they are smart enough and have uh, no intelligent enough uh, ideal to have business sense. Cause you know, a lot of people don't you know, don't realize the ideal, like you said, about the guy with the bike. Mm-hmm. Said he didn't have a business. I mean, he realized he, he really does. He just, he just didn't think it was, or believe it was. And you explain it to him. And that's a lot of people like that who has, who's does things with their hands or have a gift or maybe where be young don't think, um, it's credible for them to make money or income or something. But yeah, you do need to have something, um, more than one source of income, maybe stocks, market, whatever, to in order to survive. And in this day and time, I think a lot of people are getting to wake up, um, as well. And so, 
it's, it's man, that's why I said I brought you to the program for this and, and for people to know a little bit about yourself and things of that nature and know a little bit, you know, about like how you got started and things you went through. And you know, so then know more just about the board game, a little bit know more about uh, what you went through to get to where you're at right now. And you also, um, as you know, um, you shared some information that you have did books and films as well, which I also will share on the link. So um, from what order you want to start, you want to tell a little bit of uh, the artists about your books or your videos and what order, you, wherever you choose. Absolutely. So um, now I grew up, uh, I was a theater major in school. Uh, I'm great actor, you know, very good actor, you know, not to blow my own horn, but I, I was pretty, I was pretty good. Uh, after I left school, went out to Hollywood for about, you know, almost 10 years, figuring I would not, you know, somebody else would discover and see how great I was. I would be putting it, put in all the movies and give Denzel a run for his money and all of those things. Uh, the thing is, when someone else has control of the medium, then you have absolutely no control. You can't control when you go in. You can be the most talented person in the world standing next to the person that they want. But if they don't want you, if they don't, if they don't like you know, the way you look or if they don't feel like you're perfect, uh, or they don't, whatever their whims are, you're gonna lose out on opportunities. Uh, and then there are certain things that, you know, certain choices you have to make. So for me, myself, I wanted to get into the, I wanted to get into the industry, uh, but I wanted to maintain I want to maintain what I felt was uh, my dignity. And I also wanted to do things that I thought were important. Uh, and that wasn't happening. I spent the time out there. I did the theater. You know, I did all of the things that you were supposed to do, and I couldn't do it. So at some point, I said, you know what? Well, forget this. I have stories that I want to tell. So I'm going to take it upon myself and tell those stories myself. So I started writing scripts. Uh, I started, I got my camera. I got some editing equipment. I learned how to film. I learned how to edit. I learned how to do the uh, after effects. I learned everything that you need to know inside that business. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to make my own films. Um, eventually we moved back to Virginia and then I started making films, you know, independent films. In the beginning, I did everything myself, wore all the hats, you know, I was the producer, the director, the you know, executive producer, the writer, the, the uh, you know, the, the craft services guy. I was doing everything. Uh, but sometimes you have to do that. You know, sometimes you have to do that. Of course, I have my wife to help me out, but sometimes you have to put in the work. You know, if it's something you want to do, you really have to buckle down and put in the work. Uh, I hired, I got actors in and we did, I did maybe about five films here. I've done, oh my goodness, TV shows. I'm probably the only, not just black producer, but the only independent producer in Virginia that's ever had two television shows on broadcast network at the same time. I've done, you know, uh, I've done uh, documentaries, you know, I've done a lot of commercials. So I, I put in the work, I did my videos. And then the first movie I made was called Unborn Sins. After I made that movie, I wanted a dis worldwide distribution deal. So I went to this one company and they gave me a worldwide distribution deal. After about the first three, four years, I noticed that I still wasn't getting any royalty checks. Although the movie was in seven different languages. It was around the world. It was the highest torrented movie in 2006. And for those who don't know what torrented means, it means stolen. It means illegally downloaded. Um, but it was doing great. But every time I, I got one of my royalty reports, it said that not only did I not make any money, I owed them like $1,500 every time. Uh, it took me 10 years to get the rights to that movie back. 10 years. 
uh, which is three years past even how long the contract was before I could get my master's. So what it did to me was it, it, it made me go on another journey. I said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't give up control of what I've created to someone who really doesn't care and they're going to make money on it and I'm not going to share in the profits. So I opened up a distribution company. It was for movies, music, and models. And it worked well. It was called Urban Films Distribution. Ran it for about six years. Did well with it. Um, that's how I distributed all my movies. That's how I got my credits and got them all out there around the world. Um, I also did some music. Uh, you know, I, I distributed some music. I had the models. I would put them in the movies, and then I would, you know, advertise them and put them out everywhere. So that worked pretty well. From there, I got a little bit tired uh, because, you know, sometimes people's mindset, they don't really see the work that has to be put in, they, they see they see uh, something glorious. You know, you can't come into a business, not have any experience and think you're going to be at the top of the rung, you know, but that's the mindset I was getting. And it, it just became more like work to me instead of enjoyment. So I stopped doing that. I started writing my books. Uh, my books were about everything. One was turning passion and turning passion into profit, learning how to take, you know, whatever skills you had and turn that into a business. I had one talking about speaking, uh, one telling you how to how to create a movie from your story. So it was all books based on information that I had obtained over the years. I looked for a couple of publishers. <laughs> publishers were turning me down. So I said, you know what, forget this. I'm going to distribute it myself. I'm going to publish it myself. So I opened up a publishing company and I started publishing my books. Um, you know, it, the theme I, I see that's running here is, you know, you can't let anybody stop you from achieving what it is that you want to achieve. Um, there's always going to be someone standing in front of you. And if you allow, if you create something and you put it in somebody else's hands to take you out there, chances are it's not going to go very far. So you have to, you know, get the information and find out how do you do this yourself. Um, so that's how I got the movies and the books. And then I started, I joined Toastmasters and began speaking and won a couple of competitions from there and, and realized that I can do that too. So I, I added that to my repertoire. And it was really about, you know, just going out and finding out what was inside what was inside my heart, you know, what I had inside me to give, and then finding a way to do it, you know, doing the research, doing the reading, putting in the work, you know, doing the work, and then just, you know, keep going until I find my way, until I get my foot in that door, find my way out there. Oh, yeah, uh, that's great, man. I was thinking on mute for a little bit, but yeah, um, I was running on. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you, you're doing great, man. I was just listening to that because uh, people talking about background. But, yeah, uh, I'm glad you said that because, um, you know, you, you, self, you became self-efficient. And then I'm glad you point out those things of, of, of what you did to get your own publishing company started and things of that nature. And um, I'm pretty sure whoever watches the program uh, wants to do some of the things that you did um, by starting your own publishing company and, and things of that nature. Um, I'll put your information up there to link to your YouTube channel and to your um, website, to your, um, your your website where they can buy your books off your website if I'm mistaken, right? Yes, sir. I'll put that in the description box. And maybe I'll put, I'll put all your, your uh, social media links that you've given me and so people can be able to contact you just in case they want to know how they can get their, uh, maybe they start to do their own films or do their own publishing company because uh, it was, it was it's good that people not know that you only just invented a game, that you didn't wait for nobody to pat you on the back and say you're good enough. You decide, well, I'm going to create my own thing, which is, which is great, which is, is how you get things done is to create your own thing instead of waiting on somebody, do it yourself. 
And I you know thing about it is that a lot of people don't they probably don't know how to know anything about publishing your own book or getting it published. But I'm pretty sure that um, if they reach out to you, you probably tell them how to do it. If I'm mistaken. Absolutely, absolutely. I think everybody really. I mean, I think we really deserve the opportunity. You know, a lot of people have some stories and some talents, but you know, some stories that they need to get out. You know, some information that people really need. You know, I have a cousin who are uh, who has nine children. Now, when we talk to her about what she want, always wanted to write a book, but she says, well, you know, I have nothing to say. I'm like, girl, you have nine children and you're still alive and they're still alive. You know, that's that's a story. You know, what about the people who have two children and think they're about to lose their mind? What about the people who have five children and can't figure out what they're going to do for food? You know, you've had a history of something. So we all have a story. You know, we've all been through something. And and here's the thing, there's nothing new under the sun. So somebody else is either going through what you're going through, or they are going through what you're going through. And then you have a whole generation that's about to go through what you're going through. So, you know, I think we owe it not only to ourselves, but to posterity, to share the information, to go out there and do these things. You know, you go out there and write a book, you start writing a book, how do you know how many people you're going to inspire? You know, they might be the next uh, Richard Wright or Stephen King or Jane Austen sitting by watching you and just because you picked up that pen and paper, they're going to say, you know what, I can do this too. You know, just because you started that business, just because you opened that bike shop or because you said, you know what, I want to make sandwiches for everybody. I think I have great sandwiches. You know, whatever it is that you do, do it. You know, that's how you, that's how we live life. You know, life is not just about going to a job and working a job and coming home and living to pay your bills. That's the least part of life. You know, we owe it to ourselves to try to explore and find out who we are on this earth uh, and what we have to offer and then go after it like our lives depend on it. And that's how you find happiness. I mean, if there is a happiness, because happiness is subjective, but if there is a happiness, it comes from doing what is inside your heart going with the flow, you know, going, going with the punches and still saying, you know what, I can overcome this. I don't care if nobody believes in me, if nobody wants to back me, if nobody wants to give me a dollar, I don't care if they laugh at me and, and talk about me and put up memes about me on social media. You know what, I can do this and I'm going to do this and we owe it. We owe it to ourselves. As they said in New Jack City, you owe Pookie, you owe a lot of people. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I'm sitting here listening, thinking, absorbing information and the inspiration of what you just said is, is uh, very true. And, uh, like, and I think you just, uh, that, that right there, what you just said, has brought hope to people. And hopefully whoever watched this and I'm going to share it, it brings hope to them, uh, you know, and, and give people opportunity to do things uh, for themselves. Because like I said, a lot of people are don't know their self-value and, and, and don't know who they are because, society taught them this is what you need to be it has to be in order to survive and instead of just going on they self-discover and find out what they're good at and who they are you know, everybody have a talent we just don't um appreciate our talent because you know like if if you just teach people they should go to school to be a doctor lawyer and and, and stuff there's so many more things out there you can make money and, and so many gifts and talent that like that some people know how to paint some people do music and and like i said as I see society for mostly, you know, people of color, they think that the only way to survive is, is either through, you know, uh, maybe to entertainment, like football, basketball, sports, you know, or becoming the next rapper, 
or a model or something. And, and, and that's a small, uh, I mean, that's part, but it's, it's something that's been sold to the mindset of our people. And so people who do have other gifts like entrepreneurship or have an idea of creating an invention, they're not going to think it's going to work because they're looking around and seeing the things that they think people should do to make money. And they're not going to be encouraged like, Oh, nobody won't uh, to buy my pain or nobody, you know, want to buy payment and fish, they bite something like that of that nature. And, uh, I think that's one of the things that that's kind of messed people up or uh, what we believe a success is um, that what people have told us what success is. And so we don't really um, take account on that. There's a lot of things in life that people may be interested in uh, that they can make money besides what society has shown us of um, a successful black people is like acting or something you know, of that nature. And, um, so I'm glad that you um, invented the board game because you know, for you know how many black people probably sitting around thinking about I'm old man inventing board game because they're probably not because they don't. But first of all, well, a lot of people don't hardly play board game like they used to. And the family, family board game is something like it brings people closer together. But now people are into uh, video games and cell phones that they're out of touch. You know, something that not everybody participates in, they're out of touch with, connected to their family. A board game, uh, Monopoly is an old school board game that's that's well known, number one sold probably around the country or wherever it's been sold. But it's a game that brought people together, Clue and other games that a lot of people uh, don't hardly take advantage of. And uh, most things that people, a lot of black people I play now is maybe dominoes or checkers or something. <laughs> but I'm saying, but board games is kind of strange. And, um, and, uh, and for your opinion, go. And that may change now since you created the board game. Well, people see board games uh, as very, you know, as something good again, you know, something that they need to look into. Uh, in your opinion, why do you think that um, people probably not play many board games? They do like PlayStation 3. What, what, what do you think uh, have changed that mindset? Man, I think there are a lot of factors that, that cause that. Um, you know, now you have parents that are working harder, you know, working two and three jobs just to try to, you know, try to make the ends meet and they're still hardly meeting. So then, you know, the families are not home together anymore. Uh, you have, you know, all of the video games, you know, all of the television and, you know, thousand stations and the Netflix and all of this. So, you know, our attention, attention is divided. Uh, you don't even have people getting together. You know, some people have best friends, but their best friend is online when they're playing. You know, they, they don't even talk to them face to face. So I think the breakdown of the family, which happened through, you know, financial changes, you know, economical changes in our country. Plus, you, you add the technology that is, that's really making, I hate to say it like this, but it's making people dumber and not smarter. Um, you know, people are not people are not together anymore. They're not going over each other's houses. They're not enjoying each other's company, uh, which now, and a lot of people have asked me, well, when are you going to come out with the, uh, with the app version that I can play on my phone? And, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do that eventually, but not now, you know, I think there's, there's more than just the entrepreneurship that we're trying to, to do here. And I think there's more at stake than just that. I think what's at stake is our families. You know, what's at stake right. is our people and children and adults communicating, coming together for a specific period of time for a specific thing that has nothing to do with television, nothing to do with technology at all, to be able to roll and count, to be able to write something down, to be able to make decisions mm -hmm. in their mind, to be able to see something that's not there. You know, with this game, you start off 
by creating your own home base or brick and mortar business. That means you have to name your business. You have to say what type of business it is. Are you going to have it out your house? Are you going to have it in, in, a, uh, in a location? So there's certain decisions that you have to make right off the bat. That gets, the, that gets people to thinking, you know, and I think it's important that we have these games and that we go back to this time because, you know, right now you can't trust other people to teach. You know, you send them to school, but what are they getting in school? You know, I'm not knocking schools. They're important and we need them. But schools don't prepare you to be critical thinkers. You know, school doesn't prepare you to be self-sufficient. You know, it gives you a little information and some of that information is skewed, especially when we get to history. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't do for us what we need. We have a, a whole man, a, you know, spirit, mind, and body, and it doesn't, it doesn't really address those issues. So this game right here is meant to address more of those itch, issues. It's meant to get people together and start talking and exchanging. Let the older people learn from the younger and the younger people learn from the old. And besides just playing, you get to talk. You get to make decisions. You get to learn how to negotiate. You get to learn how to invest, how to speak with someone, how to partner with someone. You know, these are, these are invaluable skills. Whether you become an entrepreneur or not, these skills are invaluable. You need them. Even if you work for somebody, you need to know how to do these things. You know, yeah, right now, uh, young people, a lot of young people that I see don't even know how to have a conversation with you, you know, because they don't, you know, they don't really speak on that level. So, you know, I think this game, having it as a board game is very important. And I'm, I'm pleased that people are seeing that and they are agreeing with me. They're, you know, the more people that see it, the more they're agreeing and they're, they're saying, yes, you know, we value this. I learned better when I was sitting at the table writing things down as opposed to just, you know, moving the joystick and poking something. So, you know, I, I think it's important that we have these board games. Uh, I know board games, are, people say they are passe, but I think they're very important. And I think they're very important teaching tools. So come on back, come on back to the, to the, to the old school with me. We'll get you, we'll get you on the phone, but come on back for a minute. I agree. Because uh, um, I like, I like board games too. And you know, like I said, I don't have people to play with anymore really. Because of family, you know, everybody's separating stuff, older mm -hmm. and stuff, and moved on. So um, I'm glad that you mentioned that, that uh, board games are very important and uh, does have people think and be uh, more together in unity. And especially your board game has a has a purpose, not to actually uh, teach you something. So hopefully uh, soon your board game will start picking up and people will start investing in your board game since it does has a benefit to, to, um, to doing it and help them uh, be more creative and uh, help at least, you know, solve their uh, passion of financial security stability as well. So you know, it's more than just a board game. It's, it's, um, it's to help you to gain something in life. So it's not just a game where you just shut up. It's a, it's a game that you actually learn and to develop your thinking skills and business skills and um, to make you a, uh, a better person. And so it's a little different. You're just having fun. You're having fun and you're learning at the same time. And so I think that's very important. Like you said, Monopoly is a game, but it's not showing you, you no know, uh, like critical some critical stuff that could change your life. So yes, it's a board game that could change your life as well. So um, that's one guy that I see this on your Facebook page. It has received your board game, and um, he was excited to to open it up as well. And um, I'm gonna show a little clip of that if you don't mind of the guy happy to see your board game that you uh, sent to him, and um, here we go. Guess what, y'all? 
package. Let's see what we got again today. All right. Uh-oh. I'm pretty excited for this one. What'd that say right there? What'd that say right there? Be about that shit you say you about. Guess what, y'all? There it is. Package. <laughs> Let's see what we got again today. All right. Uh-oh. Yep, that's him. <laughs> he was excited to get the board game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, so that that's that's good, man. You got people happy. Yeah, um, man, make sure it's good. Yeah, yeah right. uh, he looked happy too, man. He just, you know, that's just real people uh, happy to get your board game. That's real people, man. They, a lot of people happy to get your board game after they posted up and um, changing their lives, hopefully, and changing their family and bringing them close together. It's good that they actually bought it because they ain't gonna spend that. They ain't gonna spend no money on no game and not play it. So they go use it with somebody, and that's good. And I, and I think also that it will help bring. Um, Black families together a little bit better too that we have black and just falling away with their kids. You know, maybe the kids would be um, a little bit um, better well thought about their future now on when they do the game at an early age. I think when you do stuff at an early age, it gets your subconscious mind at an early age to think better and think more different than what you're thinking. You know, mm-hmm. you might say, hey, what you want to be when you grow up? And it's you, I'm going to do my own business. <laughs> A lot of people say, well, I got to go to college to do that. They'll say, oh, okay, if you say so, but. <laughs> you go on to college and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's love, and it brings love back, man, because you know kids, kids judge how much you love them by how much time you spend with them. Not how many not how many pairs of Tim's you buy them, not how many ice cream sodas, but how much time you spend with them. And this will let you spend some time with them. So, you know, you bring the love back, too. Exactly. That's, that's true. And, and, and that's, that's uh, different because they usually, usually kids uh, don't have the attention. They take, they uh, learn it through the music or television. That's a bad influence of their other friends. And so they have to uh, pretty much try to raise and grow themselves. And uh, it don't work that well when they think they're the mom and daddy because they don't, they don't respect you as more because they say, well, you know, I'm living with you, but I'm pretty much my own man, all woman because you really spend no time with me. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to listen to you now. And so they go out and do dumb things and things that get them in trouble for the attention of their, of their peers that they're not getting at home because there's, there's a lack of, of time being spent. But like I said, I used to play Connect Four, Connect Four, Yahtzee, <sighs> Monopoly, Checkers. I didn't play chess, but chess is a game that a lot of people starting to play a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. many people of color. But I play a lot of a lot of games. I used to go outside makeup games. Like you said, I used to make up games. You get creative. You yeah. can't have fun by spending time. You can't create your game. And people create games all the time. And well, I don't know if they do it now, but we used to just go outside and create games. We, we didn't have uh, all that fancy technology to program us. And, you know, <laughs> like and Nintendo was, was good, but Nintendo was no, it was Nintendo at the time. But uh, video games have started to change, though. And so it's, we do need to go back to some basic board games. It's, it's very good, especially when you create it. And man, I just hope. And I just wanted to see how this golf will turn out, man. I'm gonna have to get your board game real soon. And, uh, I appreciate that. Take a look at it; it's for real. And I'll uh, think they can buy the board game from your website as well. Everything they need to know, right? And Absolutely. The, and so, All the information is on there. And so people will invest the board game, and uh, 
Um, I've seen the price of the board game. I'm not going to say how much it is, so, but if people think it's not worth it, it is worth the board game. If you can buy, go out there and buy weed for a hundred and something dollars and tennis shoes, one hundred something dollars, and instead of buying the game that you can actually play over and over again, tennis shoes will wear out. Weave, you'll buy another, it'll wear out. But board games pretty much last a very long time. <laughs> a very long time to take care of them. You'll get your money yeah. work. And get yeah, it. You know, the games I have for 10 years, you know, the ones that, that I appreciated, uh, you know, I still got a, a, a bin full of games down here. And here's, and you know, and here's the cool thing about this game. Um, there's never any two games that are alike. You cannot play it twice and have the same game ever. Um, it always allows you to grow. And you really can't because, you That's know. Nice I, so your board games are like, uh, like, like, it's like it can change. Every time you play, you get a different result. Every single time you play, you're going to get a different result. Every single time. Um, and the reason being, all right, so you have you have four decks of cards around, and these decks are decks like the um, losses, wild cards, big business cards, and marketing cards. So every time you land on one of these cards, you have to pick it up and incorporate that in there. So you'll never land on the same spaces in two games and get the same card. Parts. You'll never have the same businesses. You know, as you go on, you, you're, one of the goals is to increase your business, either by increasing your business that you have or creating more locations. So the number of the number of businesses that you create is going to change. Um, everything's going to change. You know, you have different people that are around. You can actually negotiate and go into partnerships going into a partnership business with someone. You can create and negotiate, you know, terms of business. You can invest in people's business, allow them to invest in yours. There's really no limit. This is one of those games that actually is designed to grow with you. Um, even if, let's say, you are the ultimate entrepreneur, you can, have, you can play teams with this game. Get six teams of two that go through and play against each other. I mean, there's so many variations that you can do, and you just can't you cannot have the same game twice, which is one of the great things because there's always something changing. You know, even though you have the same cards, after you play a hundred times, you can still have the same cards, but the game is different and you still have to make different choices. You still have to make these decisions based on what's happening right now. Um, and you just can't get that anywhere else. And this is truly about entrepreneurship. Showing you how to... <laughs> It seems like it's a little bit more than that. Now, if you think about it, um, it's, it's, how, it's like not only that, it just teaches you how to think critical in life with circumstances and situations. I see it's more than just a game. I see it as like it, when you have those type of thinking skills and ability, it teaches you how to adapt and adjust to circumstances. Absolutely. You have a deck in this, in this game called Losses. That's what it's called, losses, because no matter what you do in life, you're going to take some losses. I don't care who you are. You can be the richest person in the world, but you are going to take some losses. So the challenge in life in this game, but the challenge in life as well is how do you take a loss and roll with that loss so that it doesn't take you out? You know, how do you take that loss? but find a way to make the decision to keep going, to overcome that loss and keep going. You know, we do that every single day. You know, we have to do that every single day. And the ones of us that, uh, you know, there are a lot of us who, who uh, don't really make it to that challenge. You know, losses really tear you down and make you not want to do anything, but they're going to keep coming. 
So part of this game is learning how to make decisions based on what's happening. How do you continue to grow? How do you not go bankrupt? How do you switch things around? How do you switch your budget around? You know, what happens if you're at home and this month the light bill is $220 instead of $140, but you still have the same amount of money in your pocket that you had last year? How do you take that loss? How do you manage your money so that you can keep them lights on and still keep everything going and still have enough money to go to work or to, you know, buy, you know, have some food in your house? You know, these are things that we do every day. So, yes, you're going to get some critical thinking skills through this game. Um, and just the fact that you can overcome these obstacles mean that you can overcome any obstacle, really. Man, that's, uh, that's amazing. And I think that's a, a beautiful thing, a beautiful game. And um, I, I was just, I'm just amazed how you said about the game has so many different uh, uh, things. It's almost like rolling the dice, you know, um, with life throws that you got to learn how to deal with. And that's what it seems like it is. And so that's, you think about the game that's that's, that's that's very powerful for a board game to have so many different um, um, life twists and turns of endings, <laughs> you know. Say so, and, uh, and that's pretty good. So the game will never really get bored at all. Never get bored because it's almost like I don't know. It's, it's kind of strange. It's almost like you got vision cards or something, so to speak. Just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you never know what you're gonna do. I mean, those type of things will help you uh, be shorter, uh, smarter in life, with not just from finances, but uh, preparing yourself for anything that can happen. Yeah. Um, well, if it's money or not money, you no know, finance, not finances. You got to it teach you to think, have a backup plan in life uh, to get through the pain, like sending the losses of anything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just thinking, that's that's very powerful, man. That's very, very powerful. I recommend anybody um, to go out there and get the game. And I'm going to get as well. If you have to put money together for your family, put money together by the game, which should be do for the, for the game for the family, then uh, y'all can put money together to, to afford the game. You know, since it's a family game, family can pitch in and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's very powerful, man. Um, I'm enjoying this interview, and I heard some – you do some interview with other people as well. And um, so I listened to them, but it's a little bit different. You get a little bit more information of um, that you did in, in other interviews because I allowed you to talk and give a little bit of background into uh, going to more details of um, not just about the game, but how this game can help people as well. And uh, a lot of insights uh, that can help encourage people. And so I'm just sitting here just thinking and thinking and, um, this is, um, I enjoyed this interview, man. I'm really enjoying you, um, to share your story as well, um, on here. And I feel very, uh, uh, amazing privilege, um, to have you on, um, because you would go down, uh, surely name, surely you will be remembered. Um, no matter how many, you, I believe you like I said, I believe your board game will grow and people will remember who you are. And uh, in your product, and I think this board game is like a probably a, uh, a very uh, major breakthrough for a, uh, a person of color, most definitely, to create a board game that has meaning to it and and has a business sense to it. It's just not a stupid game, uh, just a silly game, but a game that helps 
um, change people's lives, no matter their color or gender as well. And so uh, I think it's very powerful because people will realize that in this interview and that they can do anything they put their mind to it and uh, don't have to wait for it. Um, don't have to wait for anybody to, uh, to tell them uh, what to do and uh, just trust uh, just trust the intuition because like I said, you know, like, like you said, your, your first Kickstarter failed and it didn't go through because you depend on people that you thought you could trust, which is a variable, valuable thing in life. And maybe those people didn't have it at the time. Sometimes the people we ask, they say, yeah, they would like to, but maybe they really don't have the um, financial needs or maybe thing came up or maybe they just, you never know. Maybe they just said that that's the right thing to say. But at the same time, you know, when you try things, you see that you're um, the universe, if your heart, passion, and desire there, um, the universe will bring um, those people and finances to you that you may need. And, uh, and sometimes it's like, you know, it's, everything is biblical and spiritual that, um, you know, as scripture says, you know, um, what Jesus told us, said that, um, you know, the, the birds and crash, you know, I don't know how to ask to go, but say they doesn't worry about anything. Don't worry about where food will come from, whatever. And sometimes in life, you just have to step out on faith and just believe it's going to happen, see the vision. And uh, sometimes, like say, you don't know how, uh, you know, it's going to happen. You don't know where it's coming from. It's just going to happen. So, uh, yeah. matter of fact, the, the, the amazing thing is that you see, you start the first Kickstarter, right? It was 20000 Then you lowered it to 10000 And you still got to 20000 plus on the second yeah. go around. You know, you, sure. you, well, you still got what you asked for it then more the first time on the second time mm-hmm. and um and the thing about it you know is uh what, what did you do different it could have been um one thing could have been different is that your passion and faith had say you your determination probably changed and pushed uh, a quick breakthrough too so well, i'm gonna change this a little bit i'm not gonna give up and then you know you you um you increase your faith as well yeah. you know you need- and kept it and kept it because you know when I came up with the idea. So after I did the um, did the workshop and I came up with the idea of the game. So I had this idea, and then I started working on it. But I had I had a game, but I, in my head I still didn't have the actual game. So you know it's easy to get stopped, man, because you can have something up here, and I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to get this done? You know, it costs you know it costs thirty thousand dollars to get all this stuff manufactured on all these places. Where am I going to get that money from? But I didn't get discouraged by that. You know, I just kept saying, well, if it's something that's in my heart, then I believe that it's for me. And if it's for me, that means it's got to happen. So my my job is to keep my focus, stay, you know, keep my faith good, keep my focus good. And every opportunity that I get when I can say something about it, say something. You know, every every time, and I happen to be um, doing something totally different talking about the game and met somebody who put me in touch with somebody else who put me in touch with a whole group of people that put that you know that was able to help me get that game out but from the day that I created it until that I didn't know how that was going to work out but it didn't stop me so you know just as you know anybody out here whatever it is that you're trying to do you have the idea you have the you have the fortitude to do it you know how you want it but you don't know how it's going to get done but your job is not to figure out all of that. Your job is to take each step as it comes. You, you know, create the game first. You know, figure out what's going to happen when they move. And once that, when that's all done, when you have that perfect, then take the next step. What is the next step? I don't know. Whatever you're doing, it might be finding money. It might just be sometimes we think we want money. 
what I didn't really need was money. What I needed was to talk to that dude that I talked to, you know, who was going to put me in touch with the people that was going to give me the backing to get the, get it made. You know, so we can't, you know, you can't overthink it and you can't go too far. You just have to do what you have in front of you with what you have in your hand. Do that first. You know, and once you do that, then you take the next step. But don't worry about the next step until you have exhausted everything that you have in your hand right now. You know, when I, if I didn't go ahead and do that and come up with the idea and come up with a, I even printed out a little paper um, from the printer of what the game board would look like. You know, but if I hadn't done all that, by the time I met the gentleman that I met, I would have not, I would have nothing to show him, nothing to talk about. I would have no concept of what I'm doing. So, you know, do use what you got now and make that work and then it's gonna come it's gonna come just don't give up man just no matter what just keep believing just know that it, it, it can be yours and that's a that's a powerful teaching and, and i'm glad you mentioned that that's that because uh, i'm thinking i'm thinking as well about, about things that uh i may need to get done in life because as well as to i'm sure other people because a lot of times people think that we have to have it all figured out and all for it to work and you, and, and like I said, if you if you have any type of spirituality, you know when you plant a seed in the ground, your job is to put the seed in the ground. If you plant the seed in a good soil, a good seed in good soil, and uh, you know nature will take care of the rest. The universe, the sun, uh, the water, it come from the sky. It would it mean it's a parable. It, it would take care of the rest. You don't try to figure it all out. It would just it would just happen, and it would it would do that seed when you plant a seed like garden. You know, you play as long as you know what kind of seed you're playing, you believe that seed, you, you ain't worried about the seed not showing up. You know that sooner or later, vegetables are going to grow and turn. You ain't worried and stressed out about it. You just go out there and till the garden where it happens. And just because you don't see no fruit or, or nothing, that's, that means it's not going to happen. But you know it's going to happen. And I think that's how it is in life. With everything we do, I think it's like a seed of faith, of, of a seed of, of, um, of, 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 of growth. And uh, like, um, like I said, um, and I'll try to tell people, say, you know what, um, you know what, um, what make things work is necessarily money. Money is a tool to to uh, to motivate you to do things that you should you could do without. And so, you know, uh, I know it's a tool like money. Like money, say, like you say, you had resources around you. Had, you didn't need the money. You didn't have the money, but you had knew somebody who can get who can get the money to make the game happen. So, so a lot of people, so a lot of people say, well, I don't got the money to do it, but. Sometimes you you might not come. You don't know where the money coming from. You it might not cost you anything to get it done. You might have people to sow unto you. The guy exactly. uh, says he give man to give unto your bosom if you got wisdom, and that's amazing because you have uh, uh, perfected in something of a law of attraction where people give it into your bosom to make things happen. Because the truth of the matter is, we together we make things happen. Money is just a motivational tool, but the truth of the matter is, it uh, we have the power to make things happen. Where without money, I'm not saying money's not important, but you know a lot of people does have. But money is really think about it; it's a tool of motivation. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not. It's funny, man, because you know money's not even real. So I have this saying that I say is, before it takes money, it doesn't take money. <laughs> Which you know, some people think that might sound weird, but before it takes money, it doesn't take money. What it takes is an investment in you to think. I give you an example. When I was um, when I started my tax preparation business, uh, I wanted to start one just like Jackson Hewitt and all that other stuff. So I went to find out how much does it cost to be in the strip mall and how much you got to pay for the computers and the desk and all this other stuff. By the time I figured it out, in order me for me to start a business, 
it would cost me $40,000 minimum to start a tax preparation business. First year, that's before I even opened my doors, $40,000 spent. Problem was, I didn't have $40,000. That's why I wanted to open the business so I can make some money. So, you know, right off the bat, you would think, well, if I don't have the money, I can't do it. But before it costs money, it doesn't cost money. So what I did is I went back and I sat down and I said, okay, well, you know, most people don't like going to, to those tax places anyway. You know, kids running around touching stuff and coughing on it, people talking all loud when they're talking about your money. They would rather be in their house. So I said, okay, if they'd rather be in their house, what if I took the taxes to them? Now I'm looking at opening up a tax business and it's going to cost me $400 for my laptop, $40 for a printer. I need some ink, some paper, and some gas for my car. So now instead of opening up a tax company and it costing me $40,000, that same tax company I opened for less than $800. That's why I said before it takes money, it doesn't take money. It takes a plan. It takes you sitting down thinking about it and saying, well, what do I have? What do, what do I have right now that I can bring to the table? What do, who do I know that might be able to give me some information that I can bring to the table? And then you find out that that 40,000 turns to 800, which turns to 200, and you ain't even really need the money. You let the money stop you, and you didn't need to. Right. You, so basically you're saying you use the resources, the, the thing that God had given to put around you already. The, the one thing you, you just said is that um, what you need is wisdom, to be able to execute what you got around you. That's, two, that's three things. Is you got knowledge. You got knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Knowledge is information. Understanding is understanding information. And wisdom is to execute what you understand is execute the information. And like you said, the, I, I, I believe because there's a guy named Sam Greenlee that has passed, I think probably two or three years ago. Uh, he wrote a book called The Spook Who Sit By The Door. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't, but I'm going to check it out. The Spook Who Sit By The Door. Then he did a, a film uh, called Spook Who Sit By The Door. And uh, I have both the, the book, not the original first book, but I do have the book. You know, the first print back in the day was hardcover, but they, but then you know how you know how it was over the period of years. So I had the book and the DVD. Um, it was the movie was made in nineteen seventy something, uh, and they, they they call him a cult, whatever, whatever. And it's a very good movie. I'll tell you about it a little bit later. But anyway, um, somebody shot the film under. I don't know. It was you know back then it took a lot, but he didn't have the money. So he just shot it with a camera. He did it himself. I think less than a thousand dollars. I don't know. It wasn't a whole lot of money he spent to shoot the film. He said he got the camera and shot it in certain locations and made it happen. And uh, it was the only film that he did make. He was a uh, uh, he used to be in the military and he also did a lot of writing. He was a poetry right? He wrote a lot of poems too, bad, bad, bad blues and other stuff. And the guy was very smart. You can look him up on uh, on YouTube. He did interviews on people on YouTube. But I have the book and a DVD, and uh, I had him autograph it because. Um, um, Robert, I remember a long time ago, Robert Townsend, they talk about the guy and they, then they put the movie on DVD cause it's like locked in a vault or they accused him of, of being like an, uh, kind of like a revolutionary cult leader or whatever. Cause the way it is, he taught people how to use the resources. You know, even though black people had a little bad then like janitors and stuff, he taught black people who was the movie showing black people to, to use the resources of, uh, of, in, you know, where you're at in order to advance to the next level. He was, you know, it was, it was a plan, so I ain't going to tell you what the movie was about, but he, he was teaching people to use where you're at in order to uh, get in certain places and do certain things to, you know, to, to, to do this revolutionary. So, 
know, when you see the the movies, so you can call a spook was set by the door as a book as well. And I had a guy, like I said, I had contact and he autographed. And the guy was 70-something years old at the time, I believe. And I know he passed away. And he has ashes poured somewhere for his family. That's why he wanted it. But he was in Chicago, Illinois. And um, I looked him up and I heard about him. And I, I looked on the internet and I called him. And I said, Sam Green, yes, you know. I said, I want to, you know. Uh, I ain't doing an interview at the time. I wasn't doing interviews at the time, but I did get his autograph, and I had the autograph DVD in the book as well, and I shared it with somebody else before, and uh, and um, and I feel uh, very uh, fortunate to ever talk to him on the phone and get his interview, his, his autograph. But he only did that one movie only. But the one that movie he had, I don't know who on rights to it or anything, but it was um, very revolutionary. It was a, it was like it's like a gem that you know that you. Fine, you know, so one of rare gym, kind of like with your board guys. See, a board game is a gym, a rare gym that's uh gonna be very powerful. So, I'm um, so anyway, um, <clears throat> he you know, he he was talking about it. You know, if you got he said the amount of money y'all spend on film and stuff now, he, he said in the interview, so I can make a uh, YouTube somewhere interview, and so I can make a whole lot of films. The money you so I can get my own camera and shoot himself a whole lot cheaper <laughs> and make money plus. You know, he was just somebody since you do it, so you can you know, basically you can do it yourself. It didn't take a whole lot of money to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I can do about with ten thousand dollars, shoot about five, six films. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, yeah, absolutely. And so he was just making a statement that you can make it done. So actually, he made it, wrote a book, and he also made a movie happen. That was the only movie he made, but he made it happen mm-hmm. um, with very little resources. It didn't take a lot to make it to make it work. And uh, if I'm mistaken, I think the movie was in theaters at, at the time. Uh, you can look it up on uh, Amazon, just uh, Spook Set by Door poster. They do have a poster as well, a movie post. And um, they didn't, uh, that they didn't circulate like later on, late in the 90s, early 2000s. So they put it on DVD. But it's still locked in a vault. Ain't want nobody to know about um, um But they want that type of thing to to get in people's uh, mind, you know, black people, because it would actually help them think, uh, see things a little different about how they can have their own things without being at the bottom. So you have to see the film yourself because it's it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty good for a film for a low, very low budget, but he made it happen. I'm going to get the film. I'm going to get the book too. Yes, sir. And um, hold on real quick. I can show you what it is. Um, I, I got the copy. I'm going to show it to you what it looks like right now. Hold on real quick, okay? okay. Hold on. The spook who sat by the door. This is going to be awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, just know that in the meanwhile, you can do whatever you set your mind to. It really can happen. Um, I'm not an anomaly. Not an anomaly. Okay, I'm back. Here is, uh, it's kind of where I live, I hope not, though. Here it is. Here's the uh, the DVD. Okay. This is autograph on it. You see it? Yes, sir. And I had him autograph the... Uh, the inside the cover as well, just in case it did wear off. <laughs> See the inside? Yes, sir. That back power fist. Mm-hmm. All right. And here is the book as well. And this is, I don't remember how long was this, about three, four years old. Here's the book. Spook is set by the door. Same yeah. Way. And here's his autograph. Right here, here's his autograph right there. Yeah. I'm going to get that. Yeah. And, uh, you would like the movies where well, he told me the book's better. I read the book yet still because I want to 
mess up the pages and stuff. <laughs> but uh, he said the books are better though because you know the film had low budget, so he can put you know books. His books always have more information. Yeah, than them. books are always better for the most part. Yeah, so so the book is a whole lot better though. So I'm gonna actually, actually I'm just trying to open the book and start reading because the film is very good, and you will actually like it. But you know, shout out to you no, know, Sam Greenley passed and everything. But anybody heard of Sam Greenley and never heard of him, look him up, Sam Greenley. Um, check out his book and DVD. Look him up on YouTube or Google him. Um, check his work out. You know, his work keep living. And the spirit does too. So, uh, man, like like I said, um, I know I had you for a long time, Mr. Uh, Elliot. And I know you probably got other things to do with your wife and kids. And it's, it, um, and so I've been very uh, fascinated and so happy to do this interview with you. It's been a while since I did an interview, probably about almost a month. And um, I was I was so happy that you said you would do this interview with me, and um, I felt special and privileged um, to to be able to do an interview, and, and you will be willing to, because I figured that you know since you, um, you know have created the game and, and you know, your name got out, I figured you would have been too busy to you know to actually do an interview with be honest But you know how things are when things start going viral, and a lot of people reach out to you. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes, you know, you got to do the important things, you know, and this is, and this is important. You know, the game is nice and uh, it's nice to have the sales and have people backing it and people contacting me. But, you know, it's really about the information, getting the information out. So, you know, just for those cats out there that that are going through the same thing, you know, I, I grew up when I was telling you I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in the projects just like a lot of cats, but I grew up in group homes as well. I spent most of my life in a group home. Um, so I was one of those cats who had people and adults around me. You know, I had adults telling me that, you know, I, I wasn't going to be S. I wasn't going to be ish when I grow up. You know, looking me dead in my eye as a child telling me that, you know, I had you had, I had all the reasons to do the to do the wrong things instead of the right things. And I made plenty of mistakes, you know, but um, I think that, you know, one thing I've had some good people around me here and there. Uh, who was able to encourage me. But, you know, just, just to let Cash know, it doesn't really matter where you start. It doesn't matter what's going on. You know, if you, you can still accomplish so many different things in your life. You know, just know that you are special and just know that you do have a purpose and know that, you know, whatever it is that you bring to the table is important. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's painting toothpicks, you know, do it and do it like you are the best at it and you're going to get something from it, you know? So, you know, just look at me just like, you know, just like one of everybody else who didn't stop. And if you don't stop man, you can really, you can't, I can, I can hardly imagine what could happen. You know, just keep going, just keep going, man. It's, it's out there and uh, we can achieve anything we want to, but we got to fight for it. You know, you have to fight for it. You have to keep going for it and you'll get there. You'll get there. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it, Mr. Elliott. Sorry for a lot of uh, reverb, but yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the interview and I appreciate you coming on. And uh, thank you all for tuning into your journey. And uh, uh, thank you. And, and, play, and I pray that you and your family and, you know, will have be very successful, continue to do the things, continue to, to do your projects and all the works that you're doing. Um, it will pay it off. It has really paid off. It's still paying off. So, I want to thank you for doing this interview, and I want to thank everybody who's tuning into this program um, to watch this interview. I really appreciate it. I remember people to us and share the information, share the YouTube uh, with your your friends and family or whoever. 
and as well. And I really appreciate that this is um this is very you know a blessing. Not even a blessing. It's a be mooring. Take that back. Not be less. It's a be mooring because um it's I don't say bless because to me it means be less. No, we're not being less. We're being more. So it's a be mooring to have you on here, and um I appreciate all the uh valuable information, and uh it also made me think about myself and uh encourage me to uh you know to be um to not to give up on things i'm looking forward to accomplishing and uh, working on and just to believe it'll happen and not try to figure out how it's going to happen just believe and i think a lot of times when we try to figure out how it's going to happen we can't see it happen we start doubting that it's going to happen but we can't figure out how it's going to happen instead of believing it's going to happen so I really thank you for tuning in. Uh, if anything you would like to say, uh, you said all you have to say to any uh, people maybe watching. Anything? Yeah, keep on pushing. Uh, and if you want some more information on the game, you'll find it on our website, uh, www.entrepreneurboardgame.com. Uh, there's a contact information form in there. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, go ahead and email me. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer questions and help where I can. You know, let's 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 try to get this together and let's try to do some some incredible things. Yes, oh, sir. and there's also an entrepreneur lounge. If you look on Facebook and pull up and put in the entrepreneur lounge, it's a place that uh, that I have that gives out information, uh, templates of businesses, templates of business uh, business plans, and articles of incorporation, and all the hard to find things for those people who are actively trying to start their corporation right now. Uh, it gives you a lot of free information that it takes years and thousands of dollars to learn. It's right up there for you. So um, keep that in mind too. Come on, join out and let's, let's all get this, you know, let's all get this together, you know, put in, take out, you know, let's, let's just create a community where we can help one another so we can all get to where we're trying to go. Yes, sir. And I want to thank you for this. Now, thank you for coming out and thank all the audience as well. And um, uh, stay tuned for more upcoming programs. <laughs> That I would do. I do more interviews coming up. Uh, I'm not gonna say who, because I don't ever know next who's gonna really be on, who was available and ready, and whenever, you know the time is right. I'll have more interviews coming. So thank y'all for tuning in and watching this interview, and um and uh, y'all continue to stay positive, encourage, and uh, don't give up. And um, I hope everything work out for you. Um, thank you, and um, thank you, Mr. Elliot, and I uh, appreciate you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you being on here with me. All right. Me too. All right. Bye, sir. Take care. All right.